Hi friends, welcome to Womankind. This is your host, Kelsey Novitz, and I'm here with my guest this week. She's a photographer who is based in Rochester, a portrait photographer, and her name is Jackie McGriff. So hi, Jackie, welcome. Thank you for having me, glad to be here. Thanks for being here. Let's hear a little bit more about your business. What is your business called? So my business is called Jackie Photography, um, and I came about that. Like, I didn't want to make it Jackie McGriff Photography. Um, I wanted to make it something kind of different. Uh, so I came up with that name because I literally wanted people to have this conversation where they're, like, talking about my business, and they're like, it's Jackie Photography. And then they go, wait, is it Jackie's Photography, or is it just Jackie Photography? Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, and then that person say, no, it's Jackie Photography. Like, it's her last name. Like, mm -hmm. I just want people to have that conversation. So that's how I came up with the name for this. Okay. So you're yeah. kind of like Oprah <laughs> or like Madonna, where you just have like just right. your name. <laughs> Perfect. Right. I think that works. That will stick with people for sure. Um, and so what type of photography do you mainly focus on? So right now I mainly focus on uh, senior, so high school senior photography, um, family photography, uh, business, and so like headshots and branding, um, and then event photography. So those are my main focuses. How did you get started in this? Did you always have an interest or something that just kind of developed over time? I actually didn't. I, uh, so oh, okay. my... Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was, yeah, it was a very different path. So like a lot of times people are like, wait, you majored in what? So I grew up um, with a love for uh, weather and meteorology. Um, I think the movie Twister had a huge effect on me. And I <laughs> okay, that's one of my favorite yeah. movies. I will watch it anytime it's on TV. <laughs> oh, I've seen God. it hundreds of times. So I totally understand the impact. <laughs> that cows. Yeah, I love, I love that movie, and I just remember watching it as a kid and being like, "That's what I want to do. I want to go chase storms for a living." Um, and so like I grew up and I loved, I, I loved weather and I still do. And I went to school for four years for it. Got my degree in meteorology. Oh wow. Um, soon realized afterwards that it wasn't something that I wanted to do for the rest of my life, which is like a big shock um to the system because I was like you know for so long I was like this is exactly what I want to do you know and I was very sure about it and then I got out and of college and um I don't know if it was the four years of physics and calculus that did it oh, um geez. but uh but um uh it was it was definitely you know like an educational experience and, and I still came out of it like having learned like tons of things um and not just like at an academic level but just also like life experience and stuff and um yeah I I came back to Rochester I did a few like I had a few I don't know if you would call them like sessions or whatever but I would come into like my local um, one of our local channels and I would like practice in front of a green screen um, with a couple of the meteorologists here and like the more I did it the more I just like my heart wasn't in it mm -hmm. um, and so then I went back to like okay well what the heck like what am I supposed to do um, and so I um, remember and I remember like sitting there watching Twister and just like loving, loving movies and like and I would never shut up about movies. Like my cousin was like, who was living with us at the time, she was like, Jackie, you never shut up about movies. Maybe you should do like something with that and um, um, and where the photography aspect. So like filmmaking is like one thing. It's like the thing I want to incorporate more into photography but where photography comes from is actually um so my grandmother on my dad's side he or she would always come over with her big polaroid camera um she'd come and visit us and she would always take pictures she'd want us to like you know pose and everything and you know she'd tell us like give all these little directions and like what she wanted us to do for the pictures and at the end of it, we're just like, okay, grandma, like, there's, okay, this is, this is way too much. Like, <laughs> I was like how many pictures are you going to take of us? Um, and so, and she, she loved talking about 
photography. She loved doing it. She wanted us to get involved and stuff. And we were like, okay, grandma. And then after she had passed is when, and then I don't know, and I just, I don't know what it was, but it was, I all of a sudden just had this sudden interest in photography and, and capturing people and everything. And so um, I remember one year, my, uh, my cousin, our, one of our closest cousins, and my sister and I, we wanted to do so, something special for our mom. And so we were like, oh, you know, we should get family photos done. And so my cousin has suggested like Target or Walmart. And I'm just like, no, let's put it back into the economy. Like, let's give it to, like, give the money to a local photographer. Um, and so they were like, okay, whatever, Jackie. So, <laughs> and so I went, I went searching and um, I found this one woman, um, her and I remember her loving her pictures and I looking at her prices and everything. And I was like, okay, like this is something that we can afford. Um, because there was someone else at the time that who was part of my church who was giving photography classes. And so I had originally asked him, but he was like way out of our budget range. So we were like, uh, we love you, but we can't, <laughs> we can't really afford like the pricing. And so again, this, this woman, like her budget was, was awesome for us. And, um, I just remember like entering her studio and her making us just feel like, like less nervous. Cause you know, like whatever is like a new situation, you're always like, I don't know about this. Um, but she was so down to earth, so hilarious. She made us laugh the entire time. We just felt like really good. Um, and, uh, at the end of our session she had mentioned uh that she was giving classes and so my cousin just like jackie jackie you're a photographer you should take classes uh with her and so that's like how i got to meet her and she became my mentor after a couple of sessions she she was like jackie you have an eye for this i think you should make this into a business oh and i was gosh. like and i was like um what? Because <laughs> I, I never even thought of that. Here's this person who thought she was going to be like a, a weather person and like researching storms and stuff and to going and from there, going from there to then like being a portrait photographer and owning a business. This is all very, very new to me. But she was there like every step of the way. She helped me with my logo. I was in her studio for a while. Um, and everything and yeah like she would just take me through like different poses um pricing mm -hmm. um all of that stuff so she really she really helped me out so um that was who i give credit to my grandmother and i give credit to her mm -hmm. uh, my mentor um jennifer gadalero shout out um mm -hmm. to to really just helping me and uh bringing me now to where i am Amazing. That's such a beautiful story on so many levels, especially I like the like generational aspect of it because, you know, when we're young, it's so easy, like your grandma or an older person in your family tells you to do something and you're like, yeah, whatever. And then right. as you get older, you start to see the value and you're like, oh, this is why this person repeated this over and over again. Right. So you, you really took that wisdom to a new level. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, the other thing I love about that story, um, and this will kind of tie into something else that you're doing. Um, I think it's really important for young people, particularly high school students who are thinking about college, to hear those stories of people who, you know, end up far from where they started and don't end up, you know, using their college degree or end up doing something different. And so this kind of ties into what you're doing with your street team. So talk a little bit about that. Absolutely. So um, I'm also so I'm also a youth leader, um, just it's one of the several hats that I wear. Um, and the girls, uh, oftentimes, like, we'd be, like, playing a game or something or on a field trip, and they would constantly just talk about how much, like, they don't like the way they look. They don't think they're photogenic. Um, and it was just really disheartening to hear. So, for me, like, the street team comes from just wanting to, I mean, not only to, like, help, you know, get me referrals for senior portraits and everything, um, but at the same time, just to be a mentor to them. Because, um, I mean, it's, it's a lot, it's a ton of pressure to ask someone, you know, at the end of high school, what is it that you want to do for the rest of your life? Well, most kids don't know what they want to do for the rest right. of their lives. They haven't really tapped into um, that gift or that special ability that they have. 
Um, and so like, that's what I want to do. I want to bring that to the street team. It's this group of students who may not know each other or may know each other. Um, and what they do is, you know, they not only help me book clients, but I also in turn help them just build their self-esteem, build their self-confidence and also teach them some communication skills. Um, they'll learn about a little bit about marketing and social media etiquette um and just how to use like social media as a force for good um and um they'll learn some posing and photography so there's just like so much um that they will help with and maybe it might help i'm hoping that it helps them kind of narrow down what it is that they may want to go into if there's like a certain aspect of the entire process that they just want to know more about or look more into I think that the street team will definitely be uh something that's good for them so um that's for me it's just another piece of like mentoring someone else you know there was someone who mentored me and now I want to extend mm -hmm. the favor pay it forward uh oh, to them absolutely yeah. I mean I tell my students that same story that having you know as many different experiences as possible is so important to figure out what you do ultimately want to do mm -hmm. so that's awesome that you're giving students that opportunity yeah. um do you, is this out of it, so. oh absolutely <laughs> yeah and it's such a different I feel like a lot of students or a lot of kids that age will be drawn to that particular environment because of the photography aspect I mean I think back to like I think we're around the same age when we were in high school like social media wasn't a thing yet and so right. having like quote unquote good pictures of yourself wasn't really that important. I mean body yeah, I image issues were always a thing. But oh, yeah. the like immortalization of every moment of your life was not a thing yet. And so now I feel like, you know, I people that are like fourteen year old fourteen years old are like curating these like perfect shots with this beautiful makeup and oh my gosh. it's it's just a lot a much different pressure than we faced mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. Like it's magnified. So right. I'm, glad, yeah. I'm glad to be old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I definitely could not. I, I can't imagine being someone growing up in this in this time because it's like my if if my pictures aren't perfect, if they don't have the right angle, if there's not the right lighting, if there's if it doesn't look like the celebrities that I follow, um, then I'm like less significant, which is just like too many teens. I think nowadays are looking for validation in um social media and i definitely want them to know their value um and their beauty for themselves um which is goes it ties in again with a lot of the work that i do um uh and i i just think it's it's important to build that self-esteem that self-assurance at a younger age because then they become the women who then turn back and help girls going through the same thing um you know just to be able to say listen I've been there I know what it's like here's how you sort of here's how you help or, or you know, get yourself out of that space um and just to know that truth for yourself that you're a beautiful person that you're valued and that you're significant absolutely now just a follow-up question is that um opportunity available to both male and female young people oh yeah oh, okay yeah I find that it's like, oftentimes it's usually like I'm hearing it from girls where they're like all those self-esteem and body issues are happening. But I want to do the same thing for boys. Mm -hmm. I don't know, I don't know what the exact approach. Like I've always wanted to do projects with with guys as well. I just don't know. Like being a woman myself, I don't know how exactly to right. approach that. <laughs> but at the same time, like I like I open up the street team to anyone. Like you know, boy, girl, doesn't matter. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's going to teach you things. It's going to teach you those communication, those marketing, posing, photography. And it's good. Honestly, it's a self-esteem boost because mm -hmm. I can't tell you how many times that I've taken pictures of both the guys and girls and, you know, you see them sort of loosen up after, you know, like after you're telling them, you know, you have all these like natural and we really do. And we just don't realize we have a lot of these natural poses i mean if you've ever gotten in front of a mirror in the morning and just kind of like you 
like you look at yourself you're like man I look good today and then like you're doing all these like <laughs> different poses in the mirror and I'm like yeah that's the same thing that happens in a shoot they you know they loosen up they they get comfortable and then all of a sudden I have this GQ or Vanity Fair model like in front of me and I'm like sorry like where did you just learn all of this I thought you just told me I don't know how to pose and I don't know how to do any of this stuff and there's this model and I'm like are you kidding me so yeah <laughs> yeah, so everybody has that in them to some extent, yeah. right? Yeah, oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So I think this will be a good tie in to talk about um, the event that you were just a feature at in Rochester. Mm -hmm. um, and so, can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So, uh, like we call ourselves, so it's called Bossy Rochester. Mm -hmm. um, it is for female entrepreneurs. It's, so it's less, it's less of a structure of, um, you know, like the standard networking groups where there's like a panel um, and you can ask them questions. I mean, I'm a part of quite a few of those as well, but this is more like a, hey, like I'm a female business owner and this is the stuff that I'm going through right now, okay. either in my personal life or my professional life. Um, and so each month they have a get together. It's a happy hour. Um, and I just like to sit down and chat and just talk about whatever. Um, and uh, it's really just like a kind of like a sisterhood. Um, and so I wanted to do something. Um, I had approached one of the ladies um, about doing like a Galentine's Day thing. That's uh, what I was thinking at first. And if you don't know what Galentine's Day is, uh, first of all, you should walk, watch Parks and Rec because <laughs> it's an amazing show. Um, and the uh, main character, Leslie Noakes, so the day before, she mentions the day before, uh, Valentine's Day. February 13th is Galentine's Day and it's a day where you get together with your lady friends and you um, and like you all just celebrate each other and you encourage each other. So that's what I wanted to do. I was like, well, you know, we already do that here at Bossy. So I want to do something um, for all of you just as a, like a way to, you know, boost you and, uh, and everything. So that's where I was coming from and then I decided to talk about um, positive self-talk um I hear a lot a lot of women um even if if, if I if I'm not like photographing them because I also work um at the University of Rochester um as a full-time uh gig uh to be able to pay for when I eventually go into photography full-time um but I hear it all the time women are so hard on themselves um it's all these just negative things um before a session, I've heard every single thing. I've heard, you know, I'm not photogenic. I don't like the way I look. I don't have a good side. And the worst of it has been, um, I if you take a picture of me, my camera will break. I think what? it's, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, first of all, you don't have, unless you have Harry Potter powers, I don't think <laughs> that it's going to happen. It's physically impossible. But two, no. Mm -hmm. um, it's just so wrong, so off the cuff. And so the interesting really thing about that is on this show, I'm not going to say who, but many more than I can count of my guests on this show before I've interviewed them, they have said, but I'm boring. I have nothing to say. Oh. And I'll let you know that <laughs> I think I have very few episodes that are under an hour. <laughs> oh man. I, if, if there is a way, I would love to reach out to those women and to encourage them as much as I can. Mm -hmm. um, You're doing it right well, now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I really wanted to talk about that. I really wanted to hone in on that because there's a lot about my background um, where I've had to deal with my own ne negative self-talk and just re being really, really hard on myself. Um, and so I told them the story basically with my life story um but like summarized so I'm not gonna give you like every single thing but I basically told them about being bullied in a place that's considered um a safe place for a lot of people including myself um I grew up going to church and um it all all of the bullying started happening when I was uh, about eight years old and my mom had become friends with this other woman at our church and uh, she had she had a son and we got along great we were all into all the same stuff I'm a huge 
like nerd and geek and we just like bonded over that um and I, I started having a crush on this kid so I confided in the wrong person um about said feelings and she told people and it just spread like wildfire as like as things do um and so his family was part of a bigger family that went to our church and so the kids in that family uh then turned their focus on me and every little thing that they found out about me that they didn't like they would just hone in on that and like start just start bullying me sunday was like the least favorite time of the week for me i hated going um because i would just be constantly just talked about over and over and over again teased all this stuff um and like i remember just being told like people they just hated like the the, the way i spoke um that i was into certain types of music that they weren't into or they felt that was uncool um they made fun of my hair they made fun of the clothes they just made fun of every single little thing i remember distinctly this girl saying to my face that you know you will never be wanted you're ugly you'll never be desired like stuff like that and and i that just stuck with me um and the more it started to happen like the more i would start to kind of get confirmation in my life for at least for me on a personal level um that what they were saying might be true because what was happening so i got over that guy or whatever and then i would develop feelings for another guy and i would get up the courage and like tell him how i felt and he would not you know reciprocate the same feelings and so like rejection after rejection after rejection started happening and then all of a sudden like it got to where like i was graduating high school and my cousin was like oh jackie no like it's it'll be fine like you'll go to college and you'll meet plenty of guys and i'm not sure whether or not the wording <laughs> was, the, was the best like lots of guys i'm not sure um but anyway but yeah so she she told me that and mind you like i went to a school that was 70 percent male to 30 percent female so i was like my chances are good um and that didn't happen again like the same cycle started to started to you know take form and so finally i graduate or whatever and i didn't realize how much it affected me like all of that like the bullying the constant rejection all that was happening and then um i get out of college and after one other rejection i just like that was the straw that broke the camel's back i remember just like sitting down or not sitting down i was laying down in the fetal position just like not wanting to exist anymore i was like maybe it's what all they said was true maybe i am this person that's just like this ugly disgusting thing and i was saying all these horrible things to myself and just not wanting just not wanting to exist just wanting to disappear um i just knew i didn't want to be here anymore and so um and i grew up in church and and i remember um like hearing you know god communicates to us in different ways and so like as i'm saying all these horrible horrible things to myself i start getting this other thought um in my head like you know are you pretty enough for me and i remember going back to like a lesson you know that we were taught that said um you know we are made in his image so if god is beautiful then so are we and so like i'm constantly like hearing this one thing that's like are you pretty enough for me are you pretty enough for me and as i'm saying more things it's getting it's starting to get louder and i'm like oh well great this is how it all ends i will be admitted to the psych ward and um um this all this is all how it goes down so then finally i just stop and just kind of think about that for a second and i'm like okay well obviously i can't tell like i, I can't say that no i'm not pretty enough for god who i've who I know made me. And so like, I'm just sitting there and I'm like, what, what the heck, where do I go from, where do I go now uh, from here? And in the midst of trying to come up with an answer, I fell asleep and then woke up the <laughs> next day. I woke up the next day and uh, I was like, all right, well, I'm here. So I, I don't know what else to do. I still feel like a terrible, 
horrible, ugly, disgusting person. I, I just, what else you got for me? Like, I, I don't know where to go from here. And so I remember, like, I think it was my cousin or a loved so, someone had said, um, I think it was my cousin. She told me that she says, like, you are beautiful to herself in the mirror. But I didn't really take her all that seriously because I was like, first of all, you already think the world of yourself. So I don't know if I can take that same um, same advice. Um, but then again, I was like, I don't I don't know where else to go from here. Um, and so I and I, I mean, I dragged myself in front of the mirror one day. And this is verbatim how I said it and what I said. But I was just like, you are beautiful, whatever. And then, like, <laughs> and I, that's exactly what I said. And uh, and then I was like, okay, no, this is going to be something you just do every day because I mean, you literally have nothing else. And um, so I did that. But then I was like, well, you know, our value, I know my value isn't just in my looks, even though it's, like, the biggest thing um, that I had to get over. I, I also didn't, didn't accept for myself, but I also was like, no, like I want to put other affirmations in there too, you know, like for days that I'm feeling stupid, like no, like you're an intelligent person. For days that I'm just feeling like, you know, like I'm not that funny, I'm like, no, 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 like you're funny, you're a pleasure to be around, and all these different things, and pretty soon like I would write all these affirmations down, and I would, um, I, I would break them down on post-it notes and then just kind of stick the post-it notes on the mirror until I like had all these post-it notes that I would then go in each morning and recite all of these things. You are beautiful, whatever. Um, and then, and then all these other affirmations until finally, uh, like it was, it was a regular routine. And then, and then, but I also wanted to, cause I found this out as well. Like whenever someone would post something and tag me in a Facebook, um, picture I immediately would go and just remove the tag because I still hadn't accepted like what I looked like and 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 you know who I guess like yeah what I look like in my, my own self-image and so um what I started to do was take selfies and I would take selfies of myself until I got the selfie right until I was pleased with it and so like oftentimes and I remember being at the talk and this got a big laugh because but friends would like take my phone and they would go through it and they'd see all these like, pictures of me and they're like what what is this why do you have all these pictures of yourself what, what are all the selfies and I'm like don't worry about it and they're like no seriously what is going on and so then I would tell them and I'm like it's just me like me just working on myself me just working on accepting what I looked like and um and I'll never forget uh, the day that I realized that it was working and that I had come a long way um, was actually in another funny story uh, where now we all have celebrity crushes, whether we want to admit it or not. Um, at least I feel like that. Um, but uh, so a friend of mine on Facebook, so she, her, she loves Idris Elba like that is her. That is her person. Mine <laughs> happens to be Trevor Noah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. exactly, right, exactly. So, just but saying. Both um, of them, both of them. Well, yeah, but I was just like, Trevor Noah. And so, <laughs> she, so she posts um, an interview on Facebook, and she captions, he's interviewing someone, and she captions it with, you know, Jackie looks like someone's trying to steal your man. And it was Tiffany Haddish, and, like, and so I remember watching the interview, and 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 I commented, and I'm like, well, you know, like she's a she's a beautiful person. She's very charming. She's funny, um, but I'm like, but he also hasn't met me yet. So, and then <laughs> and then I, but I just remember like taking a step back from that and just being like, wait a minute, like, what? Like, who is this person? <laughs> who, who am I? Like, um, and just thinking like, wow, like how far I've come from not loving myself at all to being this person who's like, listen, like this person who might as well be like so unattainable <laughs> but at the same time just me thinking nah like he hasn't met me like I'm this amazing person and Tiffany Haddish is great but have you met me um <laughs> and so and then that's what like I want to like I've finally come to this place where I love who I am and I love myself and like I don't mind like 
you know, I, I love the pictures that people take of me, even if they're like, you know, I had this like goofy face or it was just like wrong place, wrong time. Like, what is the face that I'm making in that picture? I still accept it because I'm like, no, it's like this, it's this beautiful person. I, my mouth happens to be wide open at the just the weirdest time or why, but I'm just at the same time, I'm like, I've truly accepted who I am. Um, and so that's what, that's what I wanted to and still in the in the women in these talk like I want to tell them and for anyone who's listening like you I could tell you all day all of these positive affirmations about yourself but until you know it for yourself until you accept it then what I say or what anyone else says is not going to matter um and when you finally accept it when when you do love the person you are I mean, you can accept, you can, you know, tell people thank you, you know, for compliments and you can ignore the negativity. Um, but you also know for yourself that, you know, you are all these amazing things. Um, and so like, it's not going to matter at the end of the day, uh, what anyone says positive or negative, because you know who you are and you love who you are. Um, and so what I had each of the women do, and I could already hear the groans, um, (laughs) before I said it, but I had them each get in front of a mirror um, and tell them to themselves three positive things that they like about themselves. And then I would take a picture afterwards. And and, and sure enough, I heard, oh my God, no. Um, <laughs> with with the picture or like with the, the mirror, they were just like, what is she asking us to do? And, um, but yeah, like, I had someone, one of the ladies who was helping me organize the event, um, she took down um, all of their affirmations because uh, what I was going to do was take their picture and take their affirmations and put it in an email and send it to them so they can constantly be reminded um, of that. Um, and by the time they got to me, I had like a handful of women who were just crying, sharing their stories, um, you know, just telling me, you know, for the longest time, I... I've never had to, or just like telling me I've never had to confront myself and like tell myself three positive things or positive things about myself at all. And I'm always down on myself. Um, you know, I always believed I wasn't this pretty person and I wasn't this beautiful person. And it just really like moved me. I mean, the stories that some of the women shared, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm about to cry with you. Like, this is, this is insane. And, but I thanked them and I, I told them I appreciate them for sharing their stories because I don't think, I, I don't, we, I don't think we do enough, um, to uplift ourselves. I think it's become too much of a, a common thing, especially in our society to like, while we're putting someone else up, we put ourselves down and just with my experiences, just being someone who is always talking about positivity and, you know, always trying to uplift others. It doesn't help me if, if I'm putting myself down, but then trying to uplift others, you know, like how they tell you, like on an airplane I use, and people, I've heard people use this time and time again, but it rings true. You know, they're telling you, you know, if you have to get in a situation where you have to put on an oxygen mask and help someone else, they always say, put on your oxygen, I can't even say it now. (laughs) Put on your mask before you can help help someone else. Um, and that's the same thing. Mm-hmm. In order to help other people, in order to compliment other people, in order to serve other people, you have to first help yourself because what you pour in eventually spills over. And um, so I constantly have to work, by, I mean, too, with like, the, before I'm about to say, oh, you idiot. And I'm like, wait, no, why would you tell, why would you say something about, why would you say that about yourself? Like, that's not helping anyone you know you're an intelligent person you may have had just a moment but like it doesn't mean that you're a stupid person um or you're an idiot or a moron because i know that's like the first thing like i'll like say but then i'm like wait i don't know like why am i saying this or do i actually feel this way or so and that's what i told the ladies at this event i said you have to be intentional about removing the negative self-talk it's something that's ingrained in all of us but we've got to work hard every single day or just do maybe one one thing a day or just you know find whatever it is that helps you um 
start to get in those positive affirmations every day. Um, and then right before you're about to say something negative about the self, think back to those positive affirmations. Or maybe it's a new affirmation that you can make for yourself. Um, but at the same time, reflect on that and reflect on why you're about to say something negative about yourself. Is there something that you is this something that you truly feel about yourself or is there something that happened back in your past um, that uh, where you're reaching this conclusion, um, you know, about yourself, which is not true because mm -hmm. we're, we're all beautiful. We all have different gifts and abilities. I mean, there's seven billion people on the planet and each one of us has some unique gift. Yeah, like people, there's plenty of people who know how to sing, but those people at the same time approach singing in a different tone in a different manner they're doing stuff with their gifts that's different from the other person over here who can also sing um so yeah we're all given unique gifts and talents and i mean if you haven't found yours i mean i would just say keep searching but it doesn't mean and it doesn't give you the excuse to put yourself down because again we are all given that unique gift you just need to find it and and hold on to those positive affirmations um and so that was really what the the mm -hmm. talk the event was about and i yeah if, if i can make it like a regular thing i would love to because i just feel like more women need that i mean that is incredible and i'm so happy <laughs> that my listeners are going to get to hear this because the thing that sticks out most to me and you just used this word a couple of minutes ago is the word intentional because i think we hear so often like you know, if you're putting yourself down or having negative self, negative self talk, people say, well, just don't. Okay. But <laughs> having intention and having, like you said, all these practical things to do, like writing out post-its, doing affirmations in the morning. The one that I love that I've never really thought of before is like taking selfies of yourself oh, over yeah. time. Like uh -huh. all of these are like actual actionable items that people can do. And like you said, you had that aha moment of like, total confidence where you're like okay Tiffany I'm coming to the man. <laughs> like like what a like unbelievable like affirmation that your affirmations are working right, like right, right. I love yeah. that um, a couple other things I thought of um, throughout your talk were um, I'm just thinking about like like role models in positive self-talk and so I'm going to give a little shout out to my mom right now um, when I was growing up, when I was a preteen and a teen, kind of in those like sensitive years, my mom never said anything bad about her body or her looks or anything like that. I never heard her say anything negative about herself. And that always sticks with me because it set such an amazing example for me and really set me up to a place where I wasn't doing that. And I like I think about that now and I've heard a lot of people say, well, like, you know, I watched my mom like look in the mirror and like poke and prod herself. And so I thought to myself, should I do that? But when I look, think back to that time, I'm like, wow, I really can never think of a time where she did that. So I'm so grateful to her for setting that good example for me and getting me into that good headspace. But then as an adult, <laughs> as an adult, um, I realized, you know, that whole social media thing is very insidious. I recently, like a week ago, was going through my Facebook. And so my Facebook is from, you know, right when I started college, because that's when Facebook was invented up until now. So that's like, you know, this archive of things over the past, like 12, 15 years. And I'm looking at these pictures and every single one of the pictures, I remember when I looked at it at the time, I was like, oh, I look gross in that picture. Oh, I look ugly in this picture. And when I look at them now, I'm like, I look amazing in these pictures. I was 19 <laughs> years old. I looked incredible. And just kind of like going back and thinking like of our like warped perceptions of how we look at the time versus now, you know, ten looking at a picture from 10 years ago, I'm like, I felt so bad about this picture. But now I... I'm looking back and I'm like, what was I thinking? What was wrong yeah. with it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so sure. those are some things that kind of stuck out to me um, from that. But it sounds like it made a really great impact on the people that were there in person. And now I wish I was there. <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, I would love to make this a regular thing. Mm -hmm. So if there's a way, like, I can, you know, give this talk to, like, you know, multiple people. I, I mean, I would love that. I would be up for that. Um, and as long as I can incorporate, like, the talking you know to the mirror to yourself to 
you know, say these three positive things about mm-hmm. yourself and um, and then to also take your picture afterwards, like, mm-hmm. again, like incorporating photography in it. Um, yeah. I yeah, I think that piece is so cool, having the picture mm-hmm. to go along with it. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay, so let's see. So we've kind of gone down all these different roads here. Is there anything that we didn't <laughs> talk about yet? Uh, well, we didn't talk about the fact that you are now um, working towards your MBA. Um, I am. So yeah. how is that going? That's probably um, very labor intensive. It is quite. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm actually, so the great thing about working at the U of R is that I can actually afford school um, because because <laughs> the tuition benefits. Um, oh, nice. Are, yeah, are, are really great. So after working there a year, then that's when those kick in. Um, and so, um, you know, there's like a little cost to it, but it's, it's just like I'm not I didn't have to take out student loans like it's something that I could definitely afford so that's been awesome and while I was while like um like I was after like after a year or whatever I was started thinking like no what are the sort of courses that I want to take you know like I'm not sure if like we have like a photography program or something or I was just like okay you know I might as well you know, like use this opportunity to, you know, to do more schooling and everything. And, and I'm thinking, I'm like, oh, wait, wait a minute. Like you have a, you have a business. You don't exactly, you don't have a background in business, business administration. Like there's nothing like your mentor was like, you should start a business. And then you started one. And it's like, and it, I had like minimal um, education in that respect. But at the same time, I'm also like, you know, you have this great opportunity to go back for your MBA. Um, you're working at the U of R. So while you're working at the U of R, you can go through this program um, and it's going to help your business. Um, there's there's only good things that are going to come out of it. So um, like it looks great on the resume. I mean, it, it's, it's just, there's just tons and tons of things. Um, so I was like, you know what, like why not go back for it? So what they allow you to do, for, so in the program, what you can do is like you can take two non-matriculated courses to kind of see how it's like how what it's like and everything and then based on like what your gpa ends up being you can then apply for the program and then all you'd have to do is like submit a resume so you wouldn't have to um put in or you wouldn't have to take another standardized course or standardized test um in order to try to get into the program um so i was like okay so i'll go that route in the program itself, they give you up to seven years. Now, I don't want to be in school for that long. Um, <laughs> they say normally people finish the program out in like like three and a half years or so. It's like the average. Um, and some people like do the regular route or go the regular route, which is like two classes a quarter. But I'm like, okay, I have a full-time job. I am a youth volunteer. I own a business. I may just want to take one course a quarter. <laughs> so that's what I'm doing right now. Um, last semester I was taking a, or last quarter I was taking a class where we studied, um, it was very interesting too, it was very timely as well. Um, we took a course about, uh, we're studying the, studying cases involving like Google and Amazon and, and Netflix and um, Facebook. Um, it was all very interesting, just the way that they use IT um, to like engage their followers and you know to make money and say and you know um, pay you know certain like fixed and variable costs and all that and all that stuff that comes with um, uh, with the business. But it's it was more focused on IT, so I thought that was very interesting. Um, I also remember watching um, so the show on Netflix. It's called The Patriot Act. Patriot Act. Um, it's with a comedian, um, and uh, and he was talking about some of the stuff that he was talking about. I was also learning in class, so it's like I was going to class, and then I would watch this one episode. He's talking about Amazon. He was talking about Facebook, and I'm just like, I literally just learned this in class. So it was just like it was amazing. And then right now, I'm learning about uh, marketing, um, and we just and it's. It's very, very interesting because a lot of stuff I'm starting to now see on how to apply it to my own business. So it's like, okay, I'm glad that I'm taking these classes now, 
because, you know, it, it's been a few years, you know, since I first started my business, but at the same time, I'm like, wow, like, okay, like, now that I have some sort of routine, I can now start applying things to my business. Um, and so that's been a very interesting course. We just had a guest speaker from Constellation Brands um, talking about some of the things that their company does to, like, to make customers happy, you know, focus groups and all these different, like, tests and, and, and everything. And um, it was just really very interesting. So um, it is quite a lot of work for one class. Um, but it is just a long class because I'm really just trying to pace myself. You know, I just want to make sure, like, I understand the material um, and everything. And so, yeah, it is. Um, st I'm still getting somewhat of the, even if I'm just a part-timer, I'm still getting, the, I, I feel like I'm getting the graduate school experience. Um, <laughs> oh, it's so an experience. I'll tell yeah. you that. <laughs> <laughs> so, no, yeah, that, that's, that's been good. good mm -hmm. I've been learning a lot. And awesome. it's only going to pay out. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I mean, you're, you know, you have illustrated like through your experiences that you don't have to have a business degree to have a business. Um, <laughs> but, you know, knowing some of those, some of the background and some of the like that knowledge can definitely be useful. And if you're yeah. good, if you're getting a discount, oh my gosh, definitely run with oh that. Oh my gosh, <laughs> I already have so much in, in mm -hmm. student debt already. I'm like, I don't need any more. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, so I think at this point we'll move into the womanhood question. So sure. Jackie, what does it mean to you to be a woman in 2019? Um, it means to basically not take anyone's crap anymore. Um, to me at least, um, you know, for the longest time it was, you know, people would tell me or kind of like invalidate like my experiences. Like I would tell that story to people and, you know, they'd be like, well, that didn't, really happened or maybe it wasn't really like that so you were bullied that hard and I was like um I'm sorry like were you there experiencing all this I feel like n n right now like it's just a time at least for me to you know go after like go after what I want and not not have to get like that validation or confirmation from anyone like okay this is something that I want to do I'm going to do it um and not feel like I need to, like, I, I don't know, like I, I need, like again, like I need that validation or, or something. Like it's good to get advice from people and everything, but at the same time, like if you have a dream, if I have a dream, if there's stuff that I want to do, I'm going to work my butt off and make sure it gets done. So that's what it means for me, at least, to be a woman in 2019. Not taking any crap mm -hmm. and just do what you want to do. <laughs> <laughs> I love that answer. <laughs> That's perfect. Um, so what are your favorite parts of being a woman? Um, my favorite parts of being a woman are having had my experiences as a woman and being able to help other women. I think it's very rewarding um, to know what I've gone through and, and to have been through what I've been through and then to see other women, other girls, um, like struggle with, with that stuff. And then just to be able to speak to them and say exactly like, I know exactly what you're going through. Um, I know it's hard, um, whatever you need help with. Um, and that, that women also have that, like, it's just like this, it's this, um, trait that we have where it's, you know, we, we have this like sisterhood. It's like, you know, we're all about connections. We're all about, we're not afraid to like show our emotions or, you know, be in tune with our emotions or be vulnerable. Um, and that's something too that I've learned. Like it's okay to be vulnerable in front of people because then that's how people, that's how other women especially mm -hmm. know that it's okay to feel all those feelings and to know that you're not alone in this. Um, mm -hmm. I think that's, that's my favorite part or those are my favorite parts um, is to being comfortable with your vulnerability and also to like have that like sisterhood, you know, the group of women um, that like have your back. I think one of my favorite quotes and I might butcher this, um, but it's like real, I think it's something like real Queens adjust each other's crowns. Mm -hmm. um, and I, I absolutely I love that. Mm -hmm. And so it, it 
So I just, and I just love that we have so many of those kinds of groups, like here, writing register, you know, where you, you go to a meeting, you go to an event and, you know, all these women are just willing to, you know, help you out in, in whatever you're going through. I just love that. Absolutely. And I do have to compliment you. Like vulnerability is definitely a skill. I think it comes yeah. more naturally to women, but you are so great at it. Like, and that's Thank like, <laughs> that's one of the things that like kind of connected us is through social media. Like you're, you share like really like poignant things and really personal things from your life. And so I was kind of drawn to that. And we've been like interacting through social media for like a long time now. <laughs> <laughs> so now this is the, the meeting. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think that that is so valuable because it, it, you know, people then are able to look at that and say, hey, I have that experience too. And then it builds that connection, builds that community, um, which, and I do think that comes more easily to women than it does to men. So now, you know, the other side of the coin, what is your, <laughs> your least favorite part of being a woman? Um, let's see. <laughs> how, how truthful. <laughs> um, as truthful as you want. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. I, I think the, the worst part for me is that thing that happens every month that yeah. we all have to deal with. And I'm just like, oh, um, but like on a more, I don't want to say more serious because that is serious. Um, but, um, my other like least favorite thing about a woman is that people don't, I feel like oftentimes, and I see men do this to women a lot, but I also see other women do this to other women. Um, like we don't know our own mind. I think that's my least favorite part is that there's this assumption that oh but you're like you're gonna change your mind oh like you, you don't really know like what you want yet and I'm like no first of all I'm a grown woman um I know what I want <laughs> and why is that I just feel like that's a thing that people constantly put on women like we don't know our own mind and so like whatever it is that you have to say right now you'll change it somewhere down the line I'm like no like this is how I feel this is how I'm gonna feel so please just accept that Thank yeah you. <laughs> I think that's definitely a very real thing like are you sure are you sure right. it's not just your feelings or yeah or are you sure it's not that time of the month <laughs> oh my gosh that is the worst oh good lord yeah absolutely so is there anything that you think the world needs to know about women that it doesn't know already? Um, that we are capable of running our lives, uh, that we are these forces of nature, um, that we are, that we know our own mind. Um, that was like the biggest thing. Um, and some, I mean, I at least am, I'm guided. I, I call myself like a, a left-brained artist, mm -hmm. so I'm very, I'm a very methodical, analytical person. But at the same time, I'm also a creative person. Or I'm this creative, um, and so some of my, some of my actions are guided by my emotions, and that's okay. Because um, I feel like too often times, like people take emotions out of the equation, and I'm like, no, but that's how I connect. That's how I connect with people is through emotions. Um, and so, like, being a woman and being more in tune with your emotions and your, vulnerab your vulnerability and everything, um, I think they need to know that, hey, that's an okay thing. Mm -hmm. um, it's okay to be me. It's okay to be who I am. Um, and then so I think people really need to know that about us. Mm -hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah, I that's a really good point. I don't think I've ever thought of it quite in that way before. Mm. Um, but yeah, women, like uh, the women I know are, you know, some of the most thoughtful people, people that have like really thought things through and do really know themselves very well. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, sure. so what issue that affects women are you most passionate about and what changes would you like to see for women in the future? Um, so for me, I think... It's like a this this question I was like oh man there's so much um, 
But I mean, for me, like the definitely positive self-talk and self and then positive affirmation, um, accepting who you are, embracing who you are, loving who you are, um, being okay with being vulnerable. Um, some other stuff is like equal pay for equal work. I just like, seriously, if I'm doing the same job as a man. I need to be paid the same amount as a man. Right. Um, um, yeah, I mean, those are the things that I'm really just passionate about. I'm just letting a woman be like, mm-hmm. I mean, just letting her do what she feels is right and necessary um, and for herself, for her, for her family, um, you know, or friends or loved ones, whoever it may be. Um, but yeah, to me, I think those are the big issues that I would love to see a change. I was so, so happy. Um to see all those women being elected to Congress. Um, that's a very groundbreaking thing. And just to have like more representation. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's enough representation of all those who are uh, marginalized in our society. Um, and so it was very, very, I mean, uh, I think I think about I about, about broke uh, when I saw the two Native American ladies like embracing mm-hmm. each other. I just, I was like beside mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. Like, this is just this is bigger than than what people <clears throat> like make it out to be. It's mm-hmm. it's so important to have that um, because then, like, you know, people who are in the same boat in life see that, and it just it, it inspires them. It gives mm-hmm. them hope. Um, it's something that they know that they can attain for themselves. And I know it it doesn't involve women, but I always go back to that picture of. Um, former President Obama um, in the Oval Office and he's leaning down and the kid, there's this kid who's like feeling his head because um, he wanted to know whether or not he had the same hair as his president. Oh, oh my gosh. And, I've seen that picture. I've oh seen that. Gosh, I just, I saw the picture. I, I was a mess. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was just a mess because again, representation. Absolutely. Representation absolutely mm-hmm. matters. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, this is just, like, kind of a really general way of, like, putting that into perspective. But, like, you know, if the people who can't have babies are not the people making decisions and laws, then they're not going to be thinking or not going to have the empathy for people who do go through that position. So, like, just, like, kind of a general way, now that women are there, there will hopefully be more consideration of those situations that only women experience. So. Yeah. Yes. So let's sit back and watch this happen. I know. Yes. Absolutely. Uh, I'm always saying, yes. (laughs) So I think we'll round out the episode by talking about the women that you admire and any subversive women that you have in mind for this episode. So, okay. I always call her the queen because she's the queen. Ava DuVernay. um, Mm -hmm. So, filmmaker for 13th mm-hmm. um Salma and now Wrinkle in Time mm-hmm. uh, 13th and Salma both had a very very powerful experience I remember sitting in the theater um and or watching Salma and after the credits were rolling no one got up no one moved we were all just frozen because I think what she did with Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s story and, you know, that of the people that followed him and everything, it was, it was just mind-blowing. And it was just, like, so right in your face. And it's what we needed. I mean, this is what we needed to know. Like, it was raw. It was, um, it was very poignant. And it was just, again, like, so, so in your face. You had to confront it. And so you're sitting there, like, after the movie, and it's just, like, to do like my mom I remember my mom like she she whispers over to me she's like do we get up now that's like, what happened <laughs> what are we supposed to like I don't know I don't know if we could leave because um, we didn't want to be those first people that get up and leave right um um but it was just so powerful and I think like stuff like that if you have that kind of effect on people oh my god I I think you could do so much good and 
the thing that she's doing for for women in filmmaking for um, for minorities in filmmaking um, it's just I think is incredible um, she has a uh, production company and she's like she does this this uh, contest every year that I'm hoping to one day enter um, but she has this contest it's like photography and it's filmmaking um, and uh, like you have a chance to have it like you know screened or viewed mm -hmm. in front of all these people and um or and to also like work with her and i'm like oh my gosh can i please work with her please <laughs> um she's one of these people that i just absolutely adore and admire and i'm just like everything that she's doing i'm just like <laughs> yeah <laughs> um, um and the same goes for like reese witherspoon who again is another one um who, who has a production company she's doing a lot for women right now um maxine waters um, in Congress, she's just awesome. Um, Michelle Obama, when she said, uh, you know, when they go low, we go mm -hmm. high. So powerful. She's always, she always has just everything that she says. I'm just always on point with. She, mm -hmm. She's a phenomenal person. Um, Rachel Hollis. I don't know if you've heard of her. She I've is, heard of her, but remind me who she is. So she is the author of uh, girl, watch your face. Um, oh, okay. Her, her I, husband, yeah, mm -hmm. her and her husband also own a media company. Um, her husband actually used to work for Disney and then stepped down to um, partner with his wife for this media company. Mm -hmm. And, um, and like she came up with a movie that was called Made for More. And she, I remember her like in the film. So there's a few shots of her like at a, her rise conference that she has. Um, and she did this exercise where she asked all the women in the room, um, and how many of you don't like the way you look? And almost all of them stood up. And that to me was just like, this is exactly the kind of stuff that I want to do and help women get to a place where they love themselves and love how they look. Um, and uh, she's, she's coming out with another book which uh, I'm definitely going to pre-order. Um, but it's called uh, Girl Stop Apologizing, which is just so on point. Because uh, I feel like we apologize for a lot of, like, silly reasons. Mm -hmm. um, we don't need to, you know? Um, we're allowed to be in this space. Right. Um, like, women have been taught to, like, apologize for existing. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm -hmm. It's like, no. <laughs> we need to stop doing it. We need to stop doing it. Um, and I will leave you with a story of... One local woman, um, as far as like being subversive, and of course I don't remember her name, um, but she's a local business owner. Um, local and, in Rochester, correct? Local in Rochester, okay. yes. My apologies. No, <laughs> and no. um, yeah. and um, she was in a panel um, discussing uh, just like how she, you know, how she got started with her business and a little bit about her background and some, some stuff that, you know, we could, t uh, we as female business owners could, you know, take home with us and stuff. And I remember her telling this one story, there was some sort of like financial hardship that she was going through and everything. So she's like trying to get advice from people and she goes to her lawyer um, and she asks him, you know, like, what should I do? Or she's asking him for guidance. And he looks at her and to her face says, well, it looks like it's time to go back to dad. And she was like, and so the whole room was just like in shock. And then she says, so right then and there, I fired him. And then the crowd, oh my gosh, like it was just, it was just an uproar like everyone was <laughs> clapping and cheering and it was just this amazing moment but i'm like oh my gosh like yeah like this is this is this is where we're at this is this is what it needs to be like this person does not get to decide you know you, you know like i'm so dependent on like someone else or like i need to seek validation from like a, a man or to just like you know like that's going to answer all the problems like she, you're going she's coming to you for advice and you give her that like i was just like this example of like it, she, it was just this powerful moment and i'm just like i love that just to be confident in that and just be like you know what 
we're, we're done. Like mm -hmm. whatever is best for you and your business, you, that's what you do, you know, and you don't look back and you just ever move forward. Mm -hmm. I like that story. That's very inspiring. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you don't need to work with anyone who's going to be condescending or anyone who is going to be talking down to you just because of gender or anything. Right, 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 right. right. Amazing. Exactly. Well, Jack <laughs> Jackie, this has been such a pleasure. Thanks so much yeah. for being my guest. Absolutely. Thank you. So tell my listeners if they are looking to reach out to you for like photography services or anything, where can they find you? So if you go to, let's see, if you want to go to my website, it's www.jmarycgriff as in Frank Frank Photography. So jmarycgriffphotography.com. You can go there. You can go to my Instagram uh, page and follow me. I am Jackie Photos. So that's plural. So J A C K I E P H O T O S 1 6. Jackie Photos 1 6. You can follow me on Instagram. I am Jackie Photography on Facebook. Um, and come and check me out, uh, check out my work. Um, if you also want to either like have a chat, chat over email, um, all my information is there right on Instagram and my website. And um, or if you just want to like talk in person, talk on the phone, I'm there too. And not just for like photography services, um, but like just, just about anything. If you're also struggling, you know, with, with you know your own self-talk and everything um talk to me I'm always, I'm always here <laughs> awesome thank you and I do I highly recommend following Jackie on social media because she like I said she's very vulnerable and open and there's a lot to connect with yeah. so if you're looking to get in touch with womankind you can find womankind on Instagram and Facebook at womankind podcast um, on my website www.womankindpodcast.com or email womankindpodcast at gmail.com. So thanks for listening. Bye, friends.